Welcome to South Sound Connected, a podcast where we'll talk to the people behind the wheel and discover how transit connects us all to life here in the 253. Welcome aboard. Let's go for a ride. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode four. My name is Penny Grellier, and I appreciate you tuning in. Today on South Sound Connected, we're going to talk with Mike Griffiths, Pierce Transit's Chief Executive Officer, about his role at and plans for Pierce Transit. So I would like to say a very warm welcome to Mike Griffiths. Hi, Mike. Hi, Penny and everyone else. Uh, Thanks for having me on today. I've been at Pierce Transit for a little over five years. I was the Chief Operating Officer before becoming the CEO. Um, Prior to that, I had almost 25 years in public transit business. And I had worked for private um, entities uh, that served uh, public transit agencies. And in those roles, I was senior vice president. I was a president and chief operating officer. And I was uh, also a chief executive officer. Um, Over those 30 years, I probably managed over 200 transit locations throughout the United States. Um, I'm really happy to be at Pierce Transit. Um, I also worked in the school bus business and I'm a Seattle native. And I went to the University of Washington and got a degree in business and um, went into um, trucking. But while I was uh, getting my degree, I was working the docks and I was also a, a driver. So. That's a little bit about me. I went into the Marine Corps. I am a veteran and um, I just love the Northwest. This is home. Uh, We'll always consider it home. I have a lot of family here. Uh, What people, one thing people don't know about me is that I'm number seven of 14 children. So I have uh, seven brothers and six sisters who most of them live in the uh, Northwest somewhere. So that's just a little bit about me. Um, what else would you like to know, Penny? Well, thanks. Impressive resume and impressive family (laughs) history too. Um, so I thought Mike, we would start out. So by looking back on the last four months that uh, you've been CEO, um, have you had any aha moments so far, surprising things that you weren't expecting? Well, that's a loaded question, Penny. (laughs) Uh, Yes, there have been. I think the biggest surprise for me has been uh, the BRT project that we're working on and um, some some of the information that I've got from it and some of the cost escalation, a lot of it due to COVID and some of the delays in the modeling of the project. I think that that was a surprise to me. And then um, one of the other things that I really um, came home is the number of public agencies that we actually deal with. I think we have like 19 different cities and the county people and, you know, the schools and the libraries and all of that. But um, the external focus of this position uh, compared to the COO role, the chief operating role, that was mostly internal focus, and this is really external focus. And the pace has been really fast and fun. And um, 
I think I've had about 200 meetings in the first uh, four months since taking this job. So that's part of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, now that you've, this is a kind of one of many leadership positions you've held, but in your opinion, having probably worked under other CEOs and, and led organizations yourself, what's your definition of a good CEO? Well, I think one of the things that I always believe about a good CEO is that they have to be a really good listener. And I think they have to have good communication skills. Um, and you have to have the ability to learn from the past. And, you know, when you've been in the business as long as I have, you have a lot of experience and you make a lot of mistakes and you learn from those mistakes and you hope that you can carry things forward. Um, I also think that a good CEO must be very transparent um, and direct. And I think um, that really what you try and do in this role is to build trust and relationships with people. Um, and coming back to that, um, any good leader would tell you or any CEO that people are the way that you get things done and the employees um, you really have to count on them. Um, I care a lot about the employees. Uh, I care a lot about our customers and I care about the community and I have a real desire to make things better. And I think that that um, helps me uh, in my role. Um, I think empathy is extremely important for a CEO that you can put yourself into other people's shoes. I don't think it's important for people to know um, that work-life balance is really a key to um, productivity. People need to make sure that they're taking care of themselves and their families first, because it then makes them better employees. Uh, if everything at home is great, then they can come to work and uh, do their jobs better, so. Yeah, good point. Um now, you mentioned having had 200 meetings or so. I'm not sure that that's the answer to the next question, but what is the most enjoyable part of being the CEO? Well, one of the things I like about being CEO is every day is different and every day brings new challenges. Um, I enjoy interacting with uh, the employees and the community um, and the elected officials. I don't think there's ever a dull, dull moment in this job. Mm -hmm. um, but it's very meaningful and rewarding. Um, I think the work that we do as an agency is so important and getting people to and from places they need to go. And I also believe that we're, you know, part of the solution for climate change. Uh, we reduce congestion. And on the, the flip side of that, what's the most challenging aspect? Well, there just never seems to be enough time in a day to tackle all the different things that come up. And you have to, you can start working on a project and then something comes up that probably has a higher priority or is more urgent. And you have to be able to switch quickly and get to that and then try and get back to what you're doing. So I think that that's the most uh, challenging. Uh, one thing I will say is I'm really fortunate that I, I have a really great team of uh, people supporting me. And I'm also lucky to have a spouse 
that is supportive and keeps me balanced. So I think that those um, just really the trying to trying to get as much done as you can is probably the most challenging part of this job. Mm -hmm. So, Mike, you mentioned um, in your introduction, uh, having worked in different kinds of transportation and and um, in different places, but how is Pierce Transit unique if you were to compare it to the other transportation companies with which you've held leadership positions? Yeah, so I, I have always worked in the private sector in a for-profit role uh, before coming to Pierce Transit. And so even though we thought customer service was important and we thought safety was important, um, there was always that underlying profit motive um, for doing those kinds of things and to, um, you know, make sure that the shareholders uh, were getting their money and the investors. And I think that that's some, one of the biggest differences is here at Pierce Transit, um, we have a mission of safely delivering people every day. And I think that um, just being in the public sector um, really pounded home to me how essential our employees are and um, what a great privilege it is for me to lead this agency. So uh, I think that's the biggest difference is um, we have really caring people who are doing the job um, and who really are public servants. And I think it's, it's really rewarding uh, to work with them. Mm -hmm. um, if you were, if you had a crystal ball, let's say this time next year, what do you hope to have accomplished? Well, I hope that this time next year, um, that we have really started the process of turning our transit centers into mobility centers. I think the future of transit is to really get all types of services connected, bike share, scooters, car sharing, fixed route buses, services like our runner that we have, making them all integrated and working together and making it more accessible to people. Because a lot of times the reason people don't take transit is they can get to a certain place, but they have that last mile that they have to con get concerned about. And I think that this is how we can impact that. I also have um, hope that by this time next year, we've put um, back our service to pre-COVID levels and that our driver shortage that we're experiencing that many people across the country are experiencing is resolved. And um, my greatest goal I think would be uh, that Pierce Transit is recognized as a great place to work and a place where people can really have a good career. So do you think um, with that idea of mobility centers, kind of a, a hub for all different kinds of, of transportation, what, aside from, you know, more funding obviously to support such things, what other kind of support would be needed to make that happen? Well, I think when you look at the uh, next generation of the ORCA cards that's coming in, uh, those kind of um, that that kind of a tool uh, that can be used multimodally and and switched over from uh, one thing to another, 
would uh, help, is going to really help because then people will have one card that they can uh, be connected to all those services. But I think what really comes down is to finding partners um, for the car share and for bike share and for those kind of things. And instead of in the past, I think most transit companies didn't really want them on site and looked at them as competitors. I think that we need to embrace them and look at them as part of the solution uh, for mobility uh, to make to make things better for the um, riding public instead of just thinking about what might be best for uh, transit agency. So I think that that is uh, one of the goals that I have um, here is to really try and make mobility better for the residents. Okay. Um we are winding down here to the towards the end of another episode, but Mike, do you have any kind of closing thoughts or advice to give to the listening public as far as a message from Pierce Transit CEO? Yeah, I would just like to say that we really appreciate um, the support that we get from the community. Um, we know that we're an integral part of um, everybody's not everybody's but most people who use pierce transit um, use us be because they are essential workers and they're we're taking them to places they need to go and uh, i really appreciate um all the support that i've received uh being new into this position and the help that people have given me and the welcoming that i've received from both the business community and from elected officials and from city managers um, and everybody who really wants us to be successful at Pierce Transit. And I think it takes us all uh, working together to make that happen. And I appreciate that fact. Well, thanks very much for taking the time to talk to us today and walking us through what it's like to be the CEO of Pierce Transit. Uh, we really appreciate having you here on the podcast, Mike. Well, thanks for having me. And I hope that, um, you know, when I'm out riding the buses that people will come up and say hello, because uh, I try and get out there once in a while. I really think it's important for um, management and for people to get out into the system and experience it firsthand. So thank you, Penny, for having me. Next time on South Sound Connected, we will be visiting with a maintenance department to find out what makes a transit system run. Until then, mask up, get out there and ride the bus, and we'll talk to you soon. If you'd like to learn more about Pierce Transit, visit the website at www.piercetransit.org. Thank you.